DFPs, diisopropyl phosphorofluoronate. Um, and it is just, it's one of the, the family of these organophosphorus compounds. And we used it, um, it, was, it was available. Um, off, later on, we used less toxic um, anticholinesterases because we were needing to, to use it in various experiments. Um, as I say, we normally used um, things like ezrin in our, in our bioassays, but we used DFP for, um, well, in the experiments I did with Alvin Burt, um, we used DFP to try and inhibit a whole lot of non-specific enzymes that were going to interfere with those um, things we were looking for. And you did have to be extraordinarily careful with it because um, it was volatile, so you could inhale it, um, and you also could absorb it through the skin. Um, so it wasn't a very um, nice thing to use. In one lot of experiments, when I collaborated with Ben Arier et al. in the MRC neuropharmacology group, they rang me up and asked whether I would um, let them have some DFP. And then they asked how you diluted the DFP. And then it became clear that they had no intention of diluting it themselves. They wanted me to come with the DFP and do the dilutions for them. And I was not very happy about transporting DFP um, from Babram to the Addenbrook site where they worked. So we went very, very early one morning, and I was escorted by somebody who had um, various kind of things in case we had an accident. He had oxymes to inject, and he had strong sodium hydroxide to spread about the place. And anyhow, we arrived safely at Addenbrooks about quarter past seven in the morning when there was no one else about, because the lab was a shared lab with lots of people who could you know, come in and out. And um, that's why we did it first thing. And um, I did the dilutions for them, and we used, rejected the animals, etc., did whatever was necessary. And we had put up a notice outside saying, experiment in progress, keep out. But when we got outside, the notice then read, experiment in progress, suicide in progress, keep out. In those days, um, general safety and biosecurity um, was nothing like the issue it is now, and one just had to depend on common sense um, and also, to some extent, lack of knowledge. I and mean, we knew that DFP was very nasty and you had to handle it with care. And so we did. We handled it with great care. We wore gloves, we wore plastic aprons, we had the oxygen, we had everything ready. But there was one time when I was asked by our radio protection officer if I would dispose of some chemical for him. I didn't know what it was. And it was some radioactive DFP, and it was covered in instructions about um, radioactivity, half-life, precautions, etc., but not a word about having to be careful about the DFP. Um, and he, he only asked me to do it because he knew um, that we took precautions with our DFP. Pam, that was one of the oxymes that we used. Um, if it, well, we would have used it. We never had to use it, but it was um, available um, to reverse 
the effects of the inhibition. But some, some of the um, inhibition, I can't remember which, whether it was Soman or Sarin or which, um, the effect of the uh, anticholinesterase was so immediate, you could not reverse it, but other ones you could. And I think DFP, the fact that we used, we had oxymes ready, I think suggests that DFP you know, was reversible if you got on with it quickly.